How many of you would like to live forever blessed in a world without any? I mean, truly, have you ever thought about that? Well, that's what eternal life is. Eternal life is forever blessed, being forever blessed in a world without end. Amen. Now, the mind can't even comprehend a world without end. But, church, listen to me. If we're Christians, then that's our fullest aspect yeah. is eternal life, right or wrong? Right. I mean, that's why, that's why we got saved, right? Mm -hmm. right? We didn't get saved for God to get us a new call. Hmm. I, mean, they, I, mean, I mean, they really messed this gospel up. Amen. You know that? Amen. Yes. They have really, truly messed the gospel of Jesus Christ all the way up. It's messed up. So our job as true preachers of the Word of God, we've got to come back to the old way. See and ask for the old way, as Jeremiah 6.16 would say. For therein is the good way. And if you walk therein, you will find rest for your soul. So what we're going to deal with today is we're going to deal with eternal life. Being forever blessed in a world without. But this is what Jesus said to Nicodemus. He said in verse 12. Chapter 3, verse 12. He says, if I have told you earthly things and you don't believe, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Mm -hmm. So here's a man who understands or doesn't understand even the earthly things because he didn't even understand what Jesus was trying to tell him about being born again. Down here on this earth by way of the spirit. He didn't even understand that. You know? So Jesus said, look, if you don't even understand these earthly things that I'm about to tell you, then how in the world are you going to believe if I tell you heavenly things? And that's what we're going to deal with today, heavenly things. So in other words, you're going to have to stretch your faith in order for you to catch where God is on this thing called eternal life. Now I'm going to ask you again, how many of you really do want eternal life? Amen. Because that's what we're shooting at. Now you can't say that you want eternal life in here and then go out there and forget about eternal life. See, out there is where we have to stay focused and fight the good fight. Yes. Because out there, well, a lot of things come at us and slap us upside our head, but we still got to stay. We can't lay down. We got to stay focused. We've got to fight because we're in a dog fight, y'all. Yes. We, can't, we can't run and hide. We got to fight. It says that, and no man, verse 13, hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is where? Yes. Hold up. There's a revelation there. You've heard many preachers say, and theologians too, that while Jesus was on the earth, he left the Holy Ghost and the Father up top. You heard that. Mm -hmm. But this word here says, now, verse 13 says, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man. And where is he? In heaven. So while he was down here, he was still in heaven too. Why? Because he's God. Amen. And God is omnipotent. So that's a corrected 
theological error that's just been corrected in your theology. Because where Jesus is is the Holy Ghost and the Father. You see, all of it is God. But you see, what God does is God sends different functions for it at the proper time in your life. You see. So Jesus said, Now, I'm here talking to Nicodemus, and I'm on earth. But I'm the son of man, or that which is in me is the son of man. And it's up top. Even though it never left, it's still down here too. You catching it? Yes. According to the word. Verse 15 says that whosoever believeth in him, Jesus ain't even talking about it. He says, Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, I'm gonna, talk, I'm gonna give you the understanding between Jesus and the Christ that's inside of him. Because this thing, it will open up some things for you. Well, you can see the scripture clearly. Now, let's go back to chapter 17, okay? John 17. And we're going to read verse 2. Because I want you to follow me real close. Because we're dealing with a thing called eternal life. So, everybody understand that while Jesus was on the earth, he said, Son of Man was up there still in heaven, right? Y'all saw yes. in the book. Okay. Now, it says in John 17, verse 2, As thou hast given him power over all flesh. Jesus ain't called himself. Jesus didn't say, as he had given me. He said, as he has given him, did he? He keeps talking about something beside himself. He keeps talking about, look closely what he says. He says that he, talking about that he is, that which is in him, should give eternal life to as many as thou, thou as the Father, has given him. So here's what we got. First we got eternal life, which is forever being blessed in a world without end. Now, we can't attain eternal life unless the Father brings us to Jesus Amen. and gives him to us because John 6, 44 said, no man can come to Jesus unless the Spirit of the Father draws him. That's, right. That's word. Now, this book right here says that verse 2, John 17, verse 2, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he, the Christ, should give eternal life to as many as thou, thou as the Father, has given him. So you see, it's the Father that gives us to Jesus by drawing us to him and saying, him. Now, we're going to see what's happening here when the Father does this. Amen. Because when we, we keep looking at the scripture, here's where we're going wrong. See, we keep looking at the scripture and what we're doing is we're, when we see Jesus Christ, we got some kind of notion in our mind about a man that walked years ago. When you say Jesus, most likely that's what comes to your mind. You try to place an image in your mind about what it's saying here. It ain't even about that at all. And I'm going to prove it to you in the Word. Well, first of all, John 6.44 has already established the fact that no man can come to Jesus unless he's drawn by the Father. That's why the Bible says right here in verse 2 that as many as the Father or thou has given him. Jesus still ain't talking about himself. He's, he's talking about him. In other words, he's talking about something else besides Jesus. You see, because a lot of people think Christ is Jesus' last name. Christ ain't Jesus' last name. I'm sorry. Amen. 
Christ, the word Christ means Messiah in Hebrew and the anointed one in Greek. Christ speaks about the deity, the God position. That's what Christ talks about. Jesus is the physical. That's the house that God used to perform. That's why Jesus never said as many as he gives me. It's as many as he's given him which is inside of me. Now greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay? So the word of God says, look at it. When we're talking about Jesus, we have to go to 1 Corinthians 1.24. And when you go to 1 Corinthians 1.24, you'll see who Jesus Christ is. You'll see that Jesus, the Christ, is the power and the wisdom of God. So, 1 Corinthians 1.24. You need to check your Bible where you can learn what God is saying. Because we done really messed this thing up called church. I mean, we really have. We, they, 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 we got to get some understanding on this thing. You know? So here's the word. Y'all see it there in 1 Corinthians one twenty four. It says that Christ is the power and the wisdom. Did it say Jesus? said Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. Right? Mm -hmm. How many powers God got? Bible says he ain't got no one. That's why the Bible says he's the only begotten son. Because Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. And God don't have a one power, the Bible said, in the book of Romans, the 13th chapter. And he said, all other powers are ordained of that one power. Amen. Okay. All right, it's going to get a little deeper. It's going to get a little deeper. Oh, we got to break up some stuff here. got to break up some stuff here. So, what God is saying, as many as the Father, which is the originator. He's, that word Hebrew and Father means in Hebrew and Greek means originator. The one that began it all. Amen. And he says that the one that began it all is the one that gives us, through the drawing of his spirit, to Jesus. Now, Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So what God is doing, the Father is simply releasing us into the hands of His power and wisdom when He gives us the Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? Amen. That's what He does. So what happens is, is that He goes on in verse 3 and He says, and this is eternal life. Now what did I say eternal life was? Eternal life is forever being blessed in a world without end. Eternal life is not how you're going to play your doctor bill or your grocery bill or, or, or whatever bill that you got or whatever it is that you want, how to get your nail done or whatever it is or how to, how to get a new watch or how to get a new car. It's none of that. It's never been designed for none of that. Those things are possibly just French benefits. And I say possibly because Jesus said, Paul will always be with you. So if I come out here and I say, well, everybody in here is going to be a millionaire. All you got to do is do this and do A and B and this and that. See, that's a lie. That be telling y'all a lie. And what I did was I looked on sermon.net where we do our sermons as they go over to the Apple Store. And I saw it keeps a tap. And the highest ones that have been listened to are those that have a subject of where people think that God gonna give them something. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. I did. I, 
See, I do logistical study on everything I do to see how, how good it is and, and, and how we perform in this stuff. And when you look out there, you'll see. And you got some that's almost a hundred listens, certain sermons. And then you got some that one or two. Because it don't appeal to their flesh. Yeah. See, unless you tell them folk a lot, they don't want what they want to hear. You got you see, you gotta use tactics, persuasive tactics to get people into the house of the Lord. I want them kind of people. I want people that want eternal life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Godly people, why? I don't know about y'all, I'm sick of church folk. Amen. Because all they do is they'll hurt you, man. They will hurt you. Amen. So we don't we don't want that. We want kingdom-minded folk. Folk that's gonna love and folk that's gonna want eternal life. Let me tell you something, eternal life did not come cheap, and it ain't gonna come cheap for you either. Amen. Amen. It didn't come cheap to the one that gave it, and it ain't gonna come cheap to us. There's a price to be paid. So you gotta know him, the Father, the originator. In other words, you gotta know where you came from. Mm -hmm. And then you gotta know the power that brought you forth. That's what he's trying to say to you. Mm -hmm. Then you'll know eternal life. See? So a lot of us don't know the Father that brought us forth. And we definitely don't know the power that the Father possesses. So he says here, if you want to know eternal life, well, this is what eternal life is, that you know who it is that sent you forth. Out of his bosom, the only true God. And that you know the power which is Jesus Christ, like we've already said in 1 Corinthians 124, that he's the power and the wisdom of God. So you gotta know the power too, in order to know the eternal life. We in a physical body, in a sinful body, in an earthly world where all look, we're in a sea of minds. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. You know how many people on the face of the earth? What about seven million? That's a lot of minds. Each one of them got a mind. Now, mind is spirit. Air, you can't see it, but air can't get through that solid wall there. It'll bounce off alone. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Your mind can go to that other side and go Amen. anywhere it wants to go, can't you? Amen. You know why? Because it's spirit. Now, check this out. Now, if you are in a sea of minds, don't you know that our minds are touching one another? The good, the bad, and the ugly. That we, you, you, you know why the world's so crazy? Because all these thoughts, you know, the mind is telepathic. It touches, thoughts touch. They do things. And, 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 and if you're in a world that's filled with people, you're in a world filled with different minds and different thoughts. And them things are going out. And things are being spoken. And things are being thought. And they're running up on your thoughts, whether you know it or not. That's why sometimes something can hit you and you don't even know what hit you or where it came from. Why am I thinking about that? Because somewhere some, that, 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 that thought doesn't touch your thought. And it's done, it's done hit you. Okay, you gotta remember, you in a world full of minds. You ain't the only mind. That's why the Bible tells us to be of one mind. Because if we're not of one mind, we call problems for each other. It's a reason behind this thing. So, Man can't do it. He, he, he put his head down, he's sad about it, and he walks away from Jesus. So he walks away from eternal life, is what he does. That's, why? Because he couldn't deny himself. He couldn't sell what he had and get to the poor. And all Jesus is really saying here is that all I want you to do is keep a balance on what you got. 
Don't, don't let it have you. You have it, but don't let it have you. That's all he's really trying to tell the young man. Because he could have gave everything back to the man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. But he didn't trust Jesus enough to do it. So it called, it, it really did cause some problems in the act. Now, let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John 1. Verse 2. Can we get there? Trying to explain eternal life here. It's a deep subject. Very deep subject. Yeah. Eternal life. Tell me when you get there. Amen. Okay. Amen. Look what the word said. For the life was manifested. The life. Remember that word, the life. And we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. Two things are shown here. First John. Chapter 1, verse 2. There's two different lives that are shown here. The life and eternal life. The life is the original life. God. Eternal life is what God wears. Eternal life came from the life. Does it make sense? In other words, eternal life came from God. God didn't come from eternal life. No, God is life. See it here? It said, come, come, come. See, we read over these scriptures, but these scriptures are too deep to be run over. This man here, first John, one of the deepest writers in the book, he said, for the life. The life is the originator, the Father, God, the Christ, the power. For in him was life. And that life was the life of me. Alright. For the life was manifested. In other words, was manifested. Okay? Amen. We have seen it, we bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life. When he showed up, guess what he was showing up with? He was wearing eternal life. Okay? Alright? This is how it is. Look at a spider and a spider wheel. Let me break it down for you. In the center, look at that spider sitting in the center of that spider wheel. In the center, look at that spider as being the light or God, okay? The life made like the spider made the whale, okay? The whale didn't make the spider. Okay? okay? The spider made the whale. And that spider can take that whale down and construct it anywhere he wants to. Right? Amen. That's what the life can do with eternal life. Mm -hmm. He can give it to you and take it off another. He can place it on. You're right. All right now. Amen. I'm trying to teach y'all something up in here about this thing. This thing don't get heavy up in here. <laughs> and I gotta break it down where you can understand it. That's why I'm trying to use anatomies so that you can understand what, what God is talking about here. See, I gotta use parables like Jesus did to try to get you to understand. It's got to be broken down. Come on. And only God can break it down where you can understand. Amen. So, here it is. He said, For the light was manifested. We've seen it. We've had witness. 
were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Remember the life? That's the wheel. That's the spot. In the middle of the wheel, which is eternal life, which is the way. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. That's the wheel within the wheel. The life, that's within eternal life. You see, eternal life ain't eternal life unless the life is in it. It's got to be a center. Amen. Amen. It's got to be a center of activity. It's got to be a launching pad. There has to be a center core where it all can come forth. So don't ever keep yourself because you're in process. Because I told you last week, it took six days for God to create the world and the universe. And on the seventh day he rested. So everything has a process to it. You didn't come out your mother's womb and become a man or a woman. Process. Through many ups and downs. Through many dangers, toys and stairs I have already come. And it was grace that brought me dust this far. And grace will most definitely lead me on. Grace is a beautiful thing. The most prominent thing that we have is grace. Nothing can be better than to have grace on your side. So, here it is, the wheel within the middle of the wheel. Eternal life is not what God is. Eternal life is what God gives to us. God is the life that has himself clothed in eternal life. And as long as that life is in the center of it, then eternal life continues. Amen. The wheel in the middle of the wheel. The spider that's in the middle of the web. The light that's in the middle of eternal life. Got it? Yes. Okay. Just want to hear. First John 2.25. First John 2.25. Still talking about eternal life. 1 John 2, 25. Tell me when you get there. Amen. Alright, this is what the Word of God says. It says, and this is the promise. So it's a promise. So the only impossible thing that God can't do now is tell a lie. God said, this is, I'm he says, and this is the promise that he, God, had promised who? Us. Oh my God. Even eternal life, life. is a what? Promise. Mm -hmm. And what is eternal life? To be forever blessed in a world without end. Now that's an awesome thing. You need to go and think about that. Yeah. When hell hits your life, you need to go back to eternal life and say, okay now, hold up here. This light affliction, which is only for a moment, it can't be compared to the glory that's going to be found in me. You understand? So, he says here, now this is a promise that I made for you. That I'm going to give you eternal life. Mm. Now, the promise of eternal life, Ephesians 3.21. Cause we need to know what the Bible says. Ephesians 3.21. We ain't gonna be much longer. Not at all. Look at it. 
Ephesians 3.21. We get that saying Amen. The Bible says, unto him be glory in the church. In other words, to the Father, to God, be glory in the church. By who? His power. Somebody say his power and his wisdom. Because that's who Jesus Christ is, right? So the only way that God is going to be glorified in the church is through his power and his wisdom, right? Okay, let's, let's do some translating here so that we can understand. Because I'm going to show you the word that he is the power and the wisdom of God. 